0: hello everyone out there in podcast land this is the front row network your pop culture hub from npr illinois community voices i am really excited today because i get to share with you some junket style interviews that i was able to do very recently for the upcoming apple tv plus show physical going into its second season i should probably tell you who i am though my name is craig and of course i'm the associate editor-in-chief here at the front row network You're also likely hearing this on the Peanut Butter and Biscuits Ted Lasso feed as well. We've decided that Jeremy and I, uh, whenever we get these opportunities from Apple TV Plus, because we do know that Ted lives on Apple TV Plus, we think it's probably a good idea to give you some experiences that we have. And so maybe you can go and check out a different show as we wait for season three of Ted Lasso to become available to us. And I will say that Physical Season 2 is actually launching this week. So June 3rd will be the first episode of Physical Season 2. And I can't really recommend this show enough because in a lot of ways, and again, I'm talking to my Ted Lasso audience here for just a moment. In a lot of ways, it's almost the uh, antithesis of Ted Lasso in that it is a dark comedy and it's dealing with some really Uh, heavy tones and heavy issues, but for some reason, I almost see them as a good counterbalance in that way, because the writing is still wonderful and i get to talk to the writer showrunner creator here in just a moment but uh, i really enjoy the writing i enjoy the relationships that are built much like i like the relationships that are built within lasso as well and uh, i think that our cast really delivers some very memorable performances and so i would really recommend this now if you have not seen physical season one happens in that is that we do meet sheila who is basically kind of this housewife in the 80s that is sort of not knowing what her role is to be and she's trying to kind of get i don't know dealing with some vices that she has but also boredom as well and then we get to see her really dive into the world of fitness uh, throughout the physical season one and in particular going to aerobics classes and then deciding that she was going to make her own aerobics tape and that is where we get some great interactions between her and her husband this whole idea of kind of like the patriarchy comes in Uh, there's this wonderful inner monologue that Sheila has throughout all of season one that of course returns to season two and it's almost like a a separate character even from Sheila herself and it's this self-doubt you know again comparing this to Lasso, and I'm sorry that I'm doing that for those of you that haven't watched Lasso, but you should go out there and watch it. Uh, Lasso is so much about self-affirmation and uh, really understanding that positivity is the way to speak to yourself. This is almost a more, and some would say, more realistic portrayal and that this inner monologue is always being so down on Sheila for the mistakes that she's made and the things that she's done wrong. And so it's just really interesting uh, to see that progression throughout season one And then her husband, Danny uh, is gonna be running for office in season one as well. I don't wanna necessarily tell you uh, the result of that in case you are starting with physical season one, because I would recommend that you start with, of course, going back and watching season one before catching up on season two as well, but you will see the outcome of that. And then as far as physical season two is concerned, I was given access to, Bit of the season from Apple TV. So we do thank them for that. But I was able to watch it and seeing the growth in some of these characters and seeing the interactions that they have, particularly Sheila and her friend Greta. I get to speak to Greta, uh, Deidre Friel, later on in this episode. You'll hear my interview with her. But it's really very interesting to see the directions that these characters are going to take throughout season two. Sheila is becoming more in her own on selling these successful aerobics tapes to a larger audience. And we get to sort of see that work its way through. We also have some intimate relationships, I will say without spoilers uh, that are very interesting. And uh, we also have Murray Bartlett joining the cast and he's a great addition to this. He really is someone that like, if you think of almost like a, oh, how do I say this? Like he is uh, more of a, 80s macho man version of Richard Simmons in this. Uh, And so it's very interesting tale that is woven here. And again, I was grateful for the access to be able to check it out. But then I also am grateful for the Junkin interviews that you are about to hear. And I will let you listen to those here in just a second. My first interview that you're going to hear is with Annie Weissman, who actually is the creator of the show. And she has, put her heart and soul into this project, and you can tell, and it's paying off in spades because us as an audience get to experience what she's brought to physical and to the storyline that we all have started to really love and dive into here in the first and the second season. So you'll hear that interview, and then I'll meet you on the other side before I interview Deidre Fiel as well as Greta. So here is my interview with Annie Weissman, creator of physical. <laughs> Hi, Annie. It is so great to get to talk to you. And I just want to dive right into a question I've had since watching season one of physical. And that is that you use this idea of Sheila's inner monologue so well. It's used a lot in TV and film, but it's so great in physical. How did you come up with that device and decide to go this direction in physical?
1: Sure. Well, you know, it was really the seed of, you know, the whole idea for the show for me when I started writing it was this idea of duality where there's this outer self and there's this inner self. And that was something I experienced as someone who struggled with an eating disorder and also recovered from one was that, you know, I've came up with this idea of a way to kind of dramatize what it felt like when I was in that hiding place. Um and And, you know, one of the cool things about telling a story in television is, you know, you get these ways to dramatize that. So there's, it's, it's just, um, once I came up with that, it was really, um, you know, the rest of the story really came from there.
0: That's so great. And you know, you dive into, you mentioned a lot of really deep and meaningful topics like gender roles and eating disorders and that idea of body image. As we go into season two, we know that Sheila has had some relative success and she's starting to excel in her career here. Um, And I'm just wondering, what is that message or that takeaway that you're hoping you can deliver to the audience in season two about her journey?
1: Well, one of my hopes of the show is that in setting it in 40 years ago in the dawn of this era of fitness entrepreneurship for women we can see um how difficult it actually was and how revolutionary it was for women to be um powerful business women and independent at this time you know this is something we take for granted today right the the whether it's social media influencers or, you know, fitness entrepreneurs, but by setting it in this time period and telling the story of this particular woman who's overcoming her own kind of personal struggles, um, I hope people can kind of take away um, the kind of effort and courage it took to make those opportunities for other women today.
0: That's great. And, you know, I love the parallels that we get between Greta and Sheila, but also it almost seems like they are in a way opposites because Greta's more vulnerable. She's willing to express that openly and Sheila is more reserved. And we get that inner monologue that I love. Is there something about the chemistry before, between those two characters that helped you in guiding this story forward?
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, one of the one of the key um you know, if not the key relationship with- in the show is between these char- the characters of Sheila and Greta. You know, Sheila's been, Sheila's illness and the effort that it takes to keep it secret has really walled her off from people. It's really walled her off from intimacy. She's good at pretending to be connected to people, but she doesn't have that authentic connection. And someone like Greta comes along and she's just so authentic. And mm-hmm. um, she's also, you know, doesn't really, honor boundaries and she, (laughs) um, and she's an oversharer and she starts to kind of chip away at that, at, at, at that wall in Sheila. And, you know, for someone that's kind of keeping secrets, intimacy can be really frightening, but I think the, 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 the truth is that connection is the key to recovery. Mm -hmm. So it's really human connection. That's the key to any, any kind of addiction recovery. And that's also true for eating disorders. And that's people who've really, you know, recovered, know, and understand that. And so that's another one of the goals with the show is to just demonstrate how, um, you know, connection is what is, is the key to kind of growth and change.
0: And what better time than now to talk about that connection? And especially we could all be fortunate to have a friend like Greta, right? That is right there for us and also open and vulnerable as well. But perhaps because I'm a man watching this show, but I'm also really interested in Danny because it seems like... Even in the first season, he's sort of bereft because he runs this sort of ill-fated campaign um, and it never seems like his spirit is really into it. So I'm just wondering uh, how you look at that character and how you include him into this mixture with Sheila and with all of our other characters as we move forward. Uh, What is it that made you write Danny? How did you come to him?
1: Yeah, well, I love talking about Danny. Um, so thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, he, you know, it's important to me that, you know, I like really, um, with Danny demonstrating that a lot of his bad behaviors, a lot of his, you know, sexism and taking her for granted, and not seeing her for who, for who she is, they aren't really character flaws. They're really flaws of the time period. They're really mm-hmm. what he's allowed to get away with. And that, that's something I feel is kind of important to, to demonstrate because, you know, it's, it's um, what we see in Danny is someone who has been able to get away with a pretty good, pretty sweet deal for a long time. And, um, and, you know, why would he rock the boat? Why would he change it when he's gotten to, you know, get away with so much of what he's gotten away with um, while his wife without complaint has done a lot of the heavy lifting, But things are changing for him, you know. It's like he's kind of a dinosaur. He's he's stuck in an earlier time period, and and he's he is not um, pleased to see how much things are shifting in um and you know his his values and his ideals are are going out of fashion along with his you know earth tone corduroy wardrobe, and so he's (laughs) got to step things up. And I think one of the fun things this season is that Sheila doesn't necessarily think he's capable of change. And he demonstrates that, you know, when forced to, he actually is capable of change and growth. So we see him start to step up. We see him start to embrace some, you know, domestic responsibilities and parenting responsibilities. And, you know, it's funny to see him struggle with it, but it's also, I think, kind of endearing.
0: That's so great. I have just a couple minutes left. I want to try to squeeze in two questions. My first is that showrunners for shows, you hear of stories of some showrunners that have the entire thing mapped out when they sit down. You have also showrunners that allow the the show to evolve over time. Where are you on that spectrum? Do you know where this is going? Or is this something that you're experiencing along with us a bit?
1: Um, It's both. You know, I have broad strokes ideas in my head of where she started and where I want her to end up. Um, but there's also room for, um, you know, it's it's about having a strong foundation, but having it, you know, Be able to shift as well in response to the way the story is evolving, and and in response to the contributions of all my collaborators as well.
0: What a great answer to that question! And it shows in the writing of this show. My last question: You're doing an awful lot of these interviews today. You've done a lot of interviews in your career, and I'm just wondering if there's a quick story or message that you'd like to always talk about, but you're never asked about. So, open floor for you here.
1: Oh wow! Um, You know, I think one of the fun things to talk about is really, um, you know, our the, the filmmaking style of the show. I think, I think I, I don't get asked as much about, you know, the filmmaking style of the show and how that contributes to the storytelling. And it's important to me to have like a lot of, um, you know, camera movement and and a kind of really, a real intensity to the storytelling that you might have, you you might experience in, you know, cable dramas about, Mm -hmm. you know, dark male characters, but you don't necessarily see in kind of female driven shows. So that's something that, you know, it's, it's a texture to the storytelling of the show that I'm really proud of and don't necessarily get asked about, but do enjoy talking about. So thank you.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Thank you for your time today. And thank you for the art and creativity you put in the world. It helps us all be richer. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: just a great conversation with Annie. It's cool to see that she has uh, planned out and mapped out and, and has some idea of the direction that we're heading here. And just her ideas on that inner monologue were really interesting. It was a question I've been dying to ask for a long time. And I just really enjoyed getting the opportunity to speak to her and really grateful to Apple for that opportunity. Also really grateful to be able to speak to Deidre Friel as well and she plays Greta and so for those of you who have not seen the show yet Greta is Sheila's best friend and in a lot of ways she is running parallel storyline wise in terms of where she's at with Sheila but at the same time she's really quite the opposite when it comes to character because she is vulnerable and in fact I'm going to talk to Deidre about that that so I am excited to bring you my interview with her right now. It is so great to talk to you today. I'm going to dive right in. So Greta seems to be developing a lot of self-confidence, more self-confidence throughout season one. And so I'm wondering as a viewer, if we can expect that to continue into season two as well, is that self-confidence going to continue to, to be uh, something that your character is gaining?
2: Oh yeah, big time. I feel that um, in season one, Greta sort of viewed Sheila as this, maybe like this unattainable woman, this, this image of what a woman was supposed to be—this perfection that that she could never uh, meet up to—and in season two, I think they were they start to develop a, a very real friendship. Some of it is comes from Greta being around Sheila, being inspired by how she is, but mm-hmm. also I think from Greta challenging Sheila in some ways and um and challenging her to to really meet her at the same place and and be a real friend. So um, yeah, you, Greta's confidence grows big time this season.
0: That's wonderful to hear. And I, I love your character because in many ways, she's all of us. She's the audience's entry point into this world. And I'm wondering if there are characteristics in Greta that you see in your own life.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. We're both super insecure sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, I relate. A, in some ways, I am I would not do something that Greta would do. But it, in other ways, I, I, I really see where she's at. I think, I think you're right. I, I see her the same way that Greta represents sort of a, a pretty typical woman in um, society. Uh, the expectations are set up that you go to school, you get married, you have kids, and then you should be great and everything, life ends, right? And then you go, yeah, but I'm 28 or I'm 30 or like, now what? Or maybe your kids grow up. And, and then in the second half of your life, you go, what am I doing? And so what's cool about Greta in season two is she actually gets asked the question, what do you want? And it truly puzzles her because she's never thought about it. And I'm not sure anyone's ever asked her. So she really starts to uh, develop her own autonomy. And I think I'm lucky, Deirdre, in, in 2020 that I've been able to say, what do I want? And in a lot of ways, just go after it, you know?
0: And you also get to bring that vulnerability to the screen as well, because that's something that I think is more spotlighted today than ever before. And yeah. in a great way, the Brene Browns of the world and everything else that's going on. So can you talk about being able to bring that aspect of the character to the screen?
2: The vulnerability of the character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she's, yeah, she's... um. In the ways that Sheila is so standoffish and arm's length with people, Greta is a total bleeding heart. She's just, Mm -hmm. she's so open that it freaks people out. And, um, I think that that's also been such a wonderful challenge as an actor to just the minute something hits you, you just go, Oh, like all of your feelings come, come spilling out at, at your acting partner and they have to deal with them. Um, it's wonderful. And it, and it's, it can be cathartic. It can be a real release. It also can be exhausting to be that vulnerable all the time. So, um, but it's, a, it's a lovely challenge and it's a really wonderfully crafted character from Annie Weissman. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for her.
0: Well, speaking of Annie Weissman, I just had the chance to chat with her. Talk oh, to we'll me about her down. as a showrunner.
2: Annie's the best. I, I said I told her I can always tell what kind of mood she's in because I call her Dance and Annie, and depending <laughs> on what kind of dance I see her doing in the background for the day, I know I know what kind of day we're gonna have. Um, Annie is so creative, and so kind, and and so uh, unafraid to go places with this story and these characters that are challenging and dark and interesting, but also humorous in the dark moments. And Annie is is very open about um, her own journey uh, and, and how her own life has contributed to and, and been a source of inspiration for these stories. So uh, I, I just, I love Annie. Her spirit is infectious and she always um, brings a positive energy to set. She always kind of, if we're ever having a slump, Annie comes around and it's like, it's like Jamba Juice in the afternoon, you know?
0: That's so wonderful. And here I was at my standing desk waiting for this and I was already dancing and bouncing around. So (laughs) now I want to talk to you about the chemistry on set. You can tell that this cast really gels together well. And I just everybody loves a good behind the scenes story. I didn't know if you had a moment you wanted to share from season two and the filming of season two.
2: Oh, I wish I had you. You really have picked up on it. We all really do honestly get along I really, really enjoy my time with Rose. I do honestly think she's so funny, but she's also been a good friend to me at times and I can talk to her. Um, I, I'm very grateful for that. It, it makes the workday really positive for me. But Rory Scoville is so hilarious and always brings hilarious ad-libs to the set. Then we got to add Murray Bartlett this year, who I only think I shot with him two days and I met him like one day, but good God, I was immediately like, we're somehow like little kindred spirits he and i have become pretty good buddies so i feel like there you definitely are picking up on the right thing our director steph lang who directed almost all the episodes even she and i like she's a real creative kindred spirit i just i feel very lucky so i can't point to a specific moment backstage but there have been a lot backstage off camera i'm a theater girl sorry
0: (laughs) That, that, no, that's great. Is there a message that you would like uh, for people to take from season two specific to Greta's character? Um,
2: I think I am very grateful for the opportunity to explore female empowerment in the show um, and that relationships are complicated. I think it's great to explore positive female relationships and it's great to explore people supporting each other and being great with each other but the reason we're having that conversation in society right now is because we know people aren't always you know with the good comes some bad with so i i um i like that about the show a lot i like that about the show a lot that it's complicated and it's real
0: absolutely Now, my last question for you, I know you're doing a lot of these media interviews today and you have throughout your entire career. And I'm just wondering if there is a story or a message that you always want to talk about, but you never get asked about. So I just thought I would open the floor to you if there's anything else that you'd want to say.
2: Well, aren't you a clever little duckling? Um, I try. That's really clever, but also puts me on the spot. I will say, (laughs) but no, you know what? Before doing this show, uh, I have gotten to talk about this a little, but something I haven't talked talked about a lot in my career prior to this is, um, body positivity and, and being a plus size actress a lot, a lot of the time, um, I, I was pigeonholed into roles where I had to play a character with low self-esteem or a character who was the butt of some kind of joke because of what I looked like. And it stinks. It feels awful, um, (laughs) for that to be your sole purpose in a story. So, um, I told my team after a while I really didn't want to do roles like that as much anymore um, because it just wasn't helping me. And um, now getting to do a show like this where I am playing a character who is really um, supported and loved and empowered because of what I look like and and that being such a positive part of the storytelling, mm-hmm. um, it feels fantastic. So I, I have gonna... said it, but I mean it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, this show is going to help a lot of people. and. Uh... And I just want to say thank you so much for your creativity and your art that you put into the world, because it just makes us all richer, especially in the time we're living. It's so great to have these types of shows on TV or on streaming uh, to be able to escape to for a little bit.
2: Oh, thanks.
0: Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day.
2: Hey, you too.
0: So, again, many thanks to everyone over there at Apple TV Plus for the opportunity to be able to not only check out physical season two a little bit early, but also to be able to talk to the creator and a cast member from physical. It has just been great to see this show grow. So, I would strongly suggest that my Lasso fans, but then also everybody listening to the Front Row Network, go and check out physical on Apple TV Plus. Its first episode will be on June 3rd. That should be right around the time that this drops for you and then you'll be able to watch along as we go throughout the summer and you know what it's another one of those shows that will lead us up to season three of ted lasso for all you peanut butter and biscuits fans out there I've been talking an awful lot. If you want to continue to follow along with us, make sure that you subscribe to the Front Row Network and you can see all of our shows there, whether it's my Disney show, Beyond the Mouse, or my lasso show, Peanut Butter and Biscuits. Plug some of the other shows that I'm not on regularly, which is Front Row Flashbacks, also Brandon Davis and Eric Flick on Front Row Classics, if you're into classic film. You also do have a couple of new projects that we have coming up at the Front Row Network, including MCU HQ. We kind of started this whole network talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and now Jeremy is finally putting together a show that will exist that can really have allow us to dive into all the mcu news and happenings as we go throughout the years here so i'm excited for that show to be launching too and you can find that on the front row network feed and uh that's all great so again last time thank you apple it's been a treat to be able to check this out and thank you to annie for bringing this wonderful piece of art uh to our audiences and being able to check it out it was just wonderful so go and see physical season two For the Front Row Network, I am Craig, and we will see you real soon in the front row.